0: At a recent meeting of our elected lay leadership, our vestry, we were having a conversation about transformation. And one uh, member of the group made a really interesting comment. He said, you know, sometimes we have an experience that we know is transformative, and we sort of figure out the content afterwards. We have some moment or experience or decision of some kind that is we know makes a difference to everything. And then we 're going to have to figure out what the meaning is and fill in the content later. Some of you know that it 's the story of the woman with hemorrhages that I can to the story that, that triggered or invited my own conversion or my own commitment or my own owning of my faith. And I was with a, uh, attended a meeting of a group at the school I was attending. And a a large group of singers had come from a coffee house in London. And many of them spoke of powerful experiences of God that they had been granted. And I was at a stage in my life where I wanted just such a thing, just such an experience. And a man stood up and started talking about this woman with hemorrhages and what it would take her, what it would cost her to get up and push through that crowd. She was a woman, we were told, hardly better than chattel. She was poor. She'd spend everything she had on doctors and was therefore even further marginalized as the poor found it very difficult to keep the law. And she was unclean because she had the flow of blood, because she was bleeding and possibly could be in serious trouble. Even some have suggested open to liable to stoning if she touched others and made them unclean themselves. It was a rash act. Uh, almost an impulsive act, perhaps, to push into that crowd. And the man said, if you want that kind of faith, if you want that kind of intensity, if you want that kind of passion, then you must ask God for it. Well, he then introduced the final song of the evening. And I I, I have no recollection of saying a prayer uh, or doing anything with my mind. It was pure desire and was granted one of those transformative experiences And as I've thought about it since then, there was nothing in particular to the experience except the context that made it Christian. It was a transformative experience that I began to work out and understand and come to grasp and make sense of in the light of the Christian story that I began to find my way into and was invited into by others who were there that night. The transformative experience had to be filled in in some ways later, God often gives us the grace to do things before we know better, uh, getting married, moving across the country, um, taking a new job, um, doing something we wouldn't otherwise do, and find ourselves then figuring out what the meaning of that extraordinarily important thing was. Soren Kierkegaard, philosopher and a Christian existentialist, perhaps Uh, used the phrase, the leap of faith. And I always thought when I read that of someone making a lot of intellectual decisions, getting to the point where you could be be reasonable no longer, and then having to do something that was sort of anti-intellectual or something other than intellectual. Put your trust in God, leap of faith, jump off the cliff and and hope that someone will catch you. But I've come to think that the leap of faith is not so much a reaching the edge of reason, but is more the beginning that kicks us into gear, that begins us on a process or a journey by which God shapes our lives and by which we are, in fact, transformed. It is that first act, the content of which gets filled out as we find uh, find ourselves claiming life. And so in that light, I've gone back and thought about this woman with hemorrhages again. What was her act of faith? My daughter, your faith has made you well. And what I think it was was just that deep desire for something different. It wasn't perhaps as though she had heard about Jesus, studied him up, read all the blogs, you know, figured out that maybe this was a good thing, thought it was worth, it, worth a chance, at least somewhat better than 50-50, nothing to lose. It wasn't, that kind of, it wasn't that kind of process. It was sheer desire. And when she stepped into that crowd, she stepped out of the crowd, She stepped apart from the crowd. It was the crowd that had defined her as outside of the possibility of God's love. It was the crowd, mostly men, who had defined her as unclean, as less than, as subject to. And and she said, I can't do this anymore. I desire to be well. And she stepped into the crowd. And in stepping into it, she stepped out of it. It was that kind of intuitive gift that led Jesus to say, who touched me? And she knew in her body, didn't have evidence, hadn't been back to the doctors, she just knew in her body something utterly different had happened, and the rest was filling in the content. And as the gospel writer, as Mark filled in the content, he saw something more. He saw uh, that Jesus was not only healing this woman that her act of faith was not only being affirmed, but that the whole of society was being reordered. He saw that the woman that Jesus called daughter in a sense came ahead of a well-known and well-to-do and significant daughter, The daughter of Jairus, on whose way he was to heal. But it wasn't even just turning the upside, turning things upside down. It wasn't about now the poor are gonna get theirs and the rich are gonna get theirs. It was a a reordering of society, a reordering of society so that what made for the edges wasn't defined by the crowd, but was defined by the love of God. What made us valuable is not defined by the crowd, it's not defined by the marketers, it's not defined by the government, it's not defined by anything other than that we are loved by God and how brave we can be when we really grasp that possibility and when we perhaps come to church for the first time or come to communion for the first time or step across some boundary for the first time and say, wait, I am not defined. There is a possibility here. I do not have to be stuck in life because God loves me. He saw that the woman had been bleeding for 12 years he saw that Jairus's daughter was 12 years old. And whenever you get that 12 in the Gospels, it's ding, 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 ding. Israel, 12 tribes of Israel. Israel is being transformed. The new Israel is being brought into being as even the outsider, and perhaps especially the outsider, even every one of us suddenly realizes that we can be recipients and can be sustained by God's incredible, transforming love. And when we act, that is faith. And then we fill in and discover the transforming gifts that flow from those actions, whatever they may be. Daughter, your faith has made you well. As is our custom, let us take a time of silence for prayer and response to the gospel. Let us pray.